This is Yemen News. I'm Alex Williams. Today we have the pleasure of having Shuruk Ramadi with us. She's from Hadramaun. She's an undergraduate student finalizing her degree in architecture and environmental planning, and she is the founder of Taqween Culture Club. She joins us today to share about Hadrami culture and art and her initiatives to revive Hadrami culture and traditions during a time of war. Well, it's good to have you on the podcast, Sharuk Ramadi. Um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, great to have you with us today. It's my pleasure. Tell me, uh, first of all, tell me about yourself, Sharuk. Uh, okay. Uh, my name is Sharuk Ramadi. I'm from Yemen, Hadramaun. I'm uh, four years old. Um, I'm an undergraduate student of architecture and environmental planning. Uh, I'm a founder and former CEO of the Queen Culture Club, um, intern in Sana'a Center for Strategic Studies, researcher at uh, Yemen Building Center and Wai Foundation. Um, also, I'm, um, I don't want to say like I'm a writer, but I do a co-authored conflict book, which is uh, a collective book uh, published by Remus Foundation. Uh, I'm a social culture entrepreneur. I'm really, really interested uh, in culture and art. Also, I'm kind of like an artist. I paint. Yeah, I saw that on your uh, Instagram. But tell me a little bit about, you know, yeah. Hadramaut. I mean, I found during my years in Yemen that, you know, many from the western part of Yemen had never traveled to the east. Like for me, when I traveled there, it was very different. How would you compare the Hadramaut to the rest of Yemen? Well, uh, Hadramaut is uh, the largest uh, governorate in Yemen. Uh, I think it's like uh, 35% from the whole Yemen. It's really like a lovely, quiet, coastal place. Also, there's a valley, which is rich of culture. And if I'm going to talk about like the, the different, uh, how I compare Hadramaut from the other governorates, in each governorate, like, there's uh, different costumes and traditions and this actually, this diversity uh, is positive to, cre- to create like um, the same culture in general to uh, like to, you know, Yemen, uh, it's been knowing with the culture and uh, during the, his- the history. Uh, for example, like I'm putting the example for uh, how I compare between the governors. Um, dancing maybe in Yemen, it's uh, completely different from Sana'a to uh to Hadramaut, to uh, Aden, like there's a dance in Sana'a called Al Bur'i, I think you know it. Yeah. Uh, and there's something in Aden and, and Hadramaut called Lahji, it's the same name but it's different technique. That's why, like, I cannot compare uh, Hadramaut by other governors, like, but they are, when you collect all these governors together, it's really. Uh, they really represent a beautiful paint. And and tell me, like the, your your dialect, you, the Hadrami is a distinct dialect, uh, Arabic dialect, than from like the Sanani or the Taizis from the central part of the country. It is a different dialect. Like uh, each each city, uh, and uh, I'm not I'm not gonna say like Hadramaut have a special dialect. Like we all talk the same the same way. No. Mukalla have this, their own dialect, like Shabam has their own dialect, Sayun. It's really like special dialect uh, in every city in, in Hadramaun. Like 
like here, I'm talking about Mukallad, the city that I'm living. It's just like uh, we have a voice too, and we have like when we want to talk and say something, we extend the word. Like when I want to say like what I can't say it in Hebrew, what that that's me what, and I like I'm going to say like what's wrong with you. Like, you, you know that, you will notice that I extend the word like, hey, kenak. That means what's wrong, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then, actually. It's, uh, and by the way, as I said, like, this is in, in Mukalla. Like, when I go to Sayyoun, I go to Shabam, or even Lail. Lail, like, it's, it's far by an hour from, uh, my, from, from Mukalla. It's way different. Wow. And sometimes I, I'm, I cannot understand it. <laughs> And you were, I know you said you were born in Hadramaut, but you traveled in and outside of Yemen. You know, you, you mentioned before, you know, in some of your posts, you have faced discrimination and some racism. Mm -hmm. Like how, for, yeah. tell me about that, your experience with that. And then maybe secondly, how you've overcome this. Okay. Uh, when I, every time like I go to uh, Aden or Sana'a, I don't feel like any kind of uh, discrimination or I feel like more than welcome, especially when they know that I'm from Habramot. Uh, but when I go like outside of Yemen, we face a lot of racism. Uh, people always looking at us as a Yemeni uh, with suspicions, according to the political aspects, according to uh, humanitarian diseases that or dis disasters actually that we're going through. Always like when I go to any airport, like you are Yemeni to the side, okay, next until like why you're here, why you're coming here, why you're doing here, do you have any relative here? And it's really like they put the blame to citizens, it shouldn't be blamed. And uh and according to the situation, I really cannot blame blame them actually for treating us like that because it's really messed up situation. Right. And how do you, how have you overcome some of these, you know, these uh, discrimination or racism? How have you, over, how have you dealt with that, you know, traveling in the world? Um, actually, when you travel to, uh, to a place or you, you, you stay in airport or something like that, uh, I cannot like have a dialogue with, uh, with someone in the airport, like, why are you treating me like that? Because because in general, they will cancel my tickets. Uh, that will happen, okay? Right. So I, I profile, okay? What's wrong? Set aside, because no one can do anything. Our government even cannot do anything if, if I face any kind of problems in the airport. Right. So, yeah, you're saying they won't come to your defense. Yeah. That's why I should, like, deal with it. Right. Well, I... It sounds like you're dealing it with a lot of grace and and just kind of going with the flow. Um, you said, yeah, exactly. You, you said that you're studying to be an architect. You know, tell me something about the architecture in Hadramaut. You know, why did you choose architecture, you know, as a career path? Um, you know, when you, when you graduate from uh, high school, actually here, uh, for, to be honest, I at first, I just want to study uh, political science, but... Uh, um, we don't have this uh, major in, in Habramot, so I have to travel to Sana'a. So I said, okay, it's okay. My family uh, said it's okay to go to Sana'a and study. And when I am going to start to study in Sana'a, the war just started in 2015. 
And my family, of course, refused to go there because it's really not safe. Um, so I said, like, what should I do? Uh, how I should, what career should I uh, choose? And then I said, okay, my sister is an architect, so I know what she studied, kind of like I have background. So, okay, go ahead, Shug, and study this major. <laughs> and just like, that doing uh, good at this major. So what was... And in fact, in architect... Hmm? No, I was going to say, what was your major before architecture? Uh, I wanted to study political science, but I did it. Now I'm I'm undergraduating uh, a student. I should have graduated last April, but Corona uh, we can't uh, discuss our graduation project. And what's uh, how have you enjoyed the architectural studies? Uh, well, in fact, uh, I'm living in a place which is uh, really uh, have a special. Um, or specific style uh, in architect, for example, uh, in Hagramod Valley, they are really famous with uh, muddy uh, houses, uh, and the first uh, skyscrapers were uh, were really uh, built with special technique uh, to control the in and out uh, of air, and uh, also like uh, um, it's up until now. So, and also like uh, there's a lot of things that maybe. I didn't even study in, in my in my school about uh, Hagrami architecture. But like, what I can like tell you something about uh, something special about architects here in Hagramod is really like we know there's old Sanaa, there's uh, old pitch building in Aden, but there's something called in in Hagramod old Mukalla or um, Mukalla uh, in Sheikh Khalid neighborhood. It's something like uh, it's like uh, City waterfront. Uh, it's a building with white colors and same uh, design. It's really something really old. This is was this is was one of the things that um, city been proud of uh, when uh, when the fishman came came to to Yemen in old ages. Interesting. What was your what's your what's your what's your graduation project or what is it about? Uh, it's a uh, Hadrami House Museum, Museum for Arts. It's got Hadramot Museum for Arts, actually. Uh, it's about, uh, it's uh, as an uh, architect also, uh, I should like design this thing. Uh, it's about designing the first museum for culture and art uh, in general, in whole um, Hadramot, uh, to collect uh, the stuff and the information to build database for uh, for other generation uh, and to share it with with the world because like uh, we miss those things here. Uh, like I said, uh, Hadamot is very rich with arts and culture, and um, that needed to be saved and to be protected. Right, and that's why I came up with the idea of this project. So, is there a cultural house right now? Is there one already existing in Mukalla? Um, there's only one um, one museum, which is a uh, uh, Sultan Al Qarati Palace. It's uh, it belongs to uh, the royal family. It belongs to their uh, house, their stuff. It's not like for arts, not for gen- a museum in general, just for the royal uh, family. So when you say the royal family, do you mean like the Sultan or the Sultan? Is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah, Sultan. Okay. All right. 
And what? And uh, you said when you introduced yourself, you said that you are you had founded uh, an organization called Taqueen. Uh, tell me, yeah. tell me about this initiative. You know, why did you and why did you start this? Okay, um, I have founded Taqueen Culture Club. Uh, um, it's a culture club. Um, it's basically aimed to uh, create a safe space. Uh, for uh, creativity, I'm not sure, right. for arts and culture, also uh, to, um, to improve the stereotypical view of uh, what heritage, of our heritage actually, and uh, to represent it in a modern temple to the world. Uh, and Hadramaut culture is like, we didn't, um, we didn't actually, as I said, we didn't have a database to work on it. We tried to collect uh, and save it to be uh, until any, to save it for not being missed, okay? Right. Uh, during this post-cult conflict, someone should work in culture and uh, and try to uh, save it and uh, talk to people, to old people, and, and know what, what's, what happened and try to write this thing and... Um, I try, you know, to, to share it in, in a modern way or share it with, with other people to know that there's a culture here, there's a history. So did you feel that the Hadrami culture was being lost? Is that what you guys felt? Uh, yes, during the, the Balkan conflicts, of course, like, uh, of course, a lot of things, it's been missing. Uh, a lot of, of uh, contacts, it's been like ruined, especially in Hadramot, we have been like... Uh, under Al Qaeda rule for a whole year, and it ruined a lot of belongs to cultures such as music, such as books and and libraries. Like a lot of things is not anymore here. We're like we're hearing about there was a ballet school, there was a place, there was a lot of rich books. We don't have it now. And so what do you think is one of the challenges of reviving the culture and the traditions? You know, do, do you feel, what are some of the challenges or, or, you know, you're doing some activities, but what are some of the challenges mm-hmm. that you're facing? Uh, you know, we are in the middle of the war, of war okay? And uh, when you work in culture and art, people say, come on, guys, are you serious? You're working in this uh, start work in something really useful, such as help poor people, do uh, some charities, collect money and, and take it, give it to people. They don't actually consider culture as something uh, main or something like really um, important. And this is like puts you down when you, when you do an event, when you like uh, try to create a space safe and let people express their, their talent, express their their thoughts, their rights, even they also like that. There's a lot of people say like, you shouldn't guys do this. Stop, uh, focus on your study, focus in, in something like that. This is kind of challenges, but we have ignored them. <laughs> like we ignored them so much. Now, if I came up with the challenges that we are actually during our work, as I told you, we don't have any. We don't have that much information about how culture it was like, how it was like in, in, in 50s and, and 60s. Like, it's really like we heard stuff, but we don't see like there's anything recorded. 
that's why we have to like collect it again, collect everything again, talk to all people again right. and say like, is that really happening? Like go to one to another until they confirm that this actions really have been okay. So we can't consider it as something uh, from our tradition, something from our culture. This is uh, one of the hardest things. Yeah, that's great that you're you're setting. I mean, it's a great challenge, but it's great that you're doing that. Um, what is some? Mm-hmm. What is? Can you tell me an activity that the Queen has done? Give me an example of something that you do. You know, to gather young people into these cultural activities. Yeah, we're actually doing like music music and night. We're like doing. Um, uh, actually, uh, I think the thirteenth of July. It's the fourth uh, anniversary of the Queen. Uh, and we're doing like we should doing uh, something called the Queen uh, Forum. The second one, we collect all the the cultural things that we have been working on, such as uh, discussing uh, poems, uh, playing music, uh, debating. Uh, under like three days, we're doing these activities, but during Corona, we cannot do it. Uh, but I will tell you, like for example, we're working now in a project with Culture Resources Organization in Lebanon. It's something called Return Back. It's this project is about. Um, uh, it's about like um, it's kind of like research. We're 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 building a database and what's happening to or what affected on culture from that seas up until now. And uh, after that, we are like um, putting our policies uh, uh, for our culture work, and then uh, we're trying to uh, tra- we should train uh, youth people or artists about. Uh, advocacy uh during uh advocacy the culture by arts okay right. and then we have to like um uh, make an exhibit or um or an event, a big event but you know during corona everything uh stopped we could we could not do those uh, events but like we are came up with the research paper or the policies uh, paper um and now we recently we're going to work to uh, with uh, UNESCO on um, on a project. It's cash for money. Uh, it's work for cash, something like that. It's about uh, saving. Uh, it's about like building a new market for uh, craft hand makers. Right. Well, I know you you were you took a creative writing training from the Ramuz Foundation. You know, you yes. you say that the story you wrote took part of your soul is what you wrote in one of your posts. What, if you don't mind me asking, what was the story about that you wrote about? Uh, yeah, um, actually, um, uh, biting, uh, back then, uh, it was like, um, one of thing, like it's in my uh, comfort zone. Every time uh, I write something, I feel like I'm putting myself into uh one of the characters one of the sentence one of the words one of something that i describe uh my story is talking about like i think it's five main cases uh with uh four characters um actually it's about uh, camera camera talking uh we are having an issue about um how to uh, export uh, a passport recently here in, in Yemen. 
that's why uh, that the whole story happening in that building uh, where you can export the, a passport and the cameras start to uh, taking a picture for those people who want to um, have their passport and trying to tell uh, like a superficial story about them, about how they look like. Oh, look at her, her nose, look how she looks, or her clicks. It's, it's time to, that person to talk and tell his, his story. Actually, the story is called Click. Mm, that's interesting. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you talked about, you, you briefly talked about how for a year, Adraman was governed, at least in some parts, by Al-Qaeda. You know, how is the war yeah. how is the war in Yemen affecting Hadramaut right now? I mean, I know you you're dealing with COVID nineteen like everybody else is, but how is the war in Yemen affecting Hadramaut right now? Um it's really like um superhumans you know it's amazing what you guys do with all the people don't realize you know having to live without electricity and sometimes running water and all the all the political you know the country is so divided right now but you know i've always Uh liked i've always thought that yemen is like a mosaic you know if we think Uh about an artistic you know it, it is it has different pieces, it, and it looks so beautiful when it's together. But how do you how do you celebrate what makes the Hadramaut unique? Uh, 
about Yemen, but also valuing the other parts of the country. I mean, it's so divided right now. How? What is the hope that the Hadramis have at this point in time? I think I, I know that Yemen is divided now, but like there's all there's things that um, can bring those things, those places together, those people together. So you've been answered, but like. We're sharing meals. We're sharing. We're sharing dances, songs. Those things can collect people through uh, cultures and art together. They said that it's a place in in Hadramaut, and we say like we're we're doing this inside. We're it's something. And through culture and art, I think this masterpiece is is more. You know, Hadramaut is known for being more conservative. Do you feel that culture and yeah. art? Do you feel that culture and art has helped to bring even the most conservative together? Uh, yes, as uh, yes, exactly. Like uh, when when we say like it's Hadramaut, it's really private place, like. They, they try not to participate in, in, in things and something like that or as a conservative society. Uh, but they really open up to uh, cultures and arts and to songs and dance and something like that. Yes, Hadramot, mm. it's, it's open up. Well, let me ask you just one, one or two more questions. You, you're doing a lot of, you're doing some art on Instagram and posting some art. What inspires you when you draw? I inspired like I think like uh, every artist uh, get inspired from people around them, from their feelings, uh, any story they heard, um, from picture, even from their read, um, and and sometimes simply get inspired from Pinterest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. What? Do you, well, let me let me tell you. Let me ask you this. You have Yemenis listening in and also across the world, you have Yemenis all over, but especially those in Yemen. What is your message to the youth inside of Yemen right now? Um, I know we are looking for hope, okay? We are living in, in the worst place in the world, but we are looking for hope. Like, we know that we are looking for uh, hope, uh, looking for chances. But, like, I realize that we are um, the hope for Yemen to see our country normal again. Um, it actually, like, my message is to never lose hope and be patient. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think it's great that you are one of those voices of hope. You know, what you're doing with the queen you're encouraging the arts, you're drawing people together. And I know from living in Yemen how dark sometimes Yemen can be. And so mm -hmm. I want to encourage you to, you know, to keep going. And I know you will because you have that internal drive. And I hope for mm -hmm. sure you can graduate. And I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you in the future. Thank you so much, Alex, for having me. Thank you, Sharuk, and I appreciate you getting on the call, and I'm glad that the power stayed on for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sharuk. Thank you so much.
Sharuk shared with us today how she saw political conflict and war beginning to strip Hadrami society of its culture and traditions, especially during the year that it was ruled by extremists in 2015. We've heard from her about her recent efforts to research and revive Hadrami culture and traditions, including through her graduation project, which is a plan for the Hadrami House Museum for Art, which would be the first museum of culture and art in the Hadramaut, open to the public. Unfortunately, she states that this work is often not valued in a time of war, and many have told her that her efforts and resources would be better spent on humanitarian aid. While life-saving aid is, of course, critical, I want us to also be intentional about encouraging and supporting Yemenis like Sharuk, whose initiatives can help remind us why life is worth saving and revive the spirit of a people. War and conflict can strip a people of their traditions and identity. Remembering who they are and where they came from can help to fuel the process of charting a path forward, a path to peace. As Sharuk reminded us, sharing cultural traditions like food, dance, and song really can bring people together. Sharuk said in her message to the Yemeni youth, I know that we are looking for hope, but we need to remember that we are the hope. Let's do what we can to share this message and support initiatives like Sharuk's that remind Yemenis who they are. They are the hope of Yemen. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I'm Alex Williams, and this is Yemen News. <laughs> 